1: It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are here. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio.
2: All right, Doug and Jess, so here's something. How do you keep the alligators out of your garden?
0: Right? <laughs> I heard that on the news. I was like, well, that would not be something i want to come What's across. What's up
3: with these alligators, man? Keep, keep them having... out of the pond. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They can really do a number on your koi.
2: Unbelievable. All right, listen, now... <laughs> Don't be coy. Uh, 866-391-1020. Dolly just set it up perfectly. Dollar Bank Instant Access, <laughs> kdkradio.com. See, you guys get the script the night before, so I, this is all new to me. I get it. There's all a right. script? Wait, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com. Let's take the 10th caller right now to win a $25 gift certificate from a place that Jessica visits quite frequently. Of course, we love the fact that they're with us. It is Sorgles out in Wexford. Uh, it's 412-922-1020. Let's get right to it. We want to hear from you. Get on the line. Give us a call. Lots of time to take your questions. Ladies and gentlemen, both from that great scathe newspaper that is the Tribune Review. Here they are, Doug Oster and Jessica Wallace.
3: Good morning. I am Doug Oster from Everybody Gardens and, and the Tribune Review. And
0: I'm horticulturist Jessica Wallace. You
3: almost cut me I off. How the many times have we done the intro? I right now know. And I, in the past 15 I was years. Al-
0: I was just anxious to talk about that alligator eating your koi. <laughs> And the fact that I think the only script we have is inside of your head somewhere, floating around. So, look, you're
2: a guy who gets in a canoe from time to time. and kayak. You, kayak, I'm sorry. That's right. Kayak. Get it right, Rob. Um, where do you think these gators are coming from? You don't think it's the old adage? People just kind of...
0: Oh, I think they do. People oh, have these pets, and really? they just get too large. Yeah. it's not like yeah. they're
2: catching a train from the Everglades, so it's probably no, exactly. no. You know, you, they
3: get them as a little itty bitty mm-hmm. pet, and it's 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 sad. Yeah, it is. You sad. know, what do you what do they do with an alligator like that? Well,
0: I mean, I would think that you would like try to contact a wildlife place or the zoo or something. Gonna and have to go find down. out. Yeah, what to do. I mean,
3: I would assume the zoo is just like. Like a FIPS or or any You're other, they, they don't go to want the game any-
0: commission or something maybe, yeah, but they but could tell you where to go. Like that's the thing for me. They that's could tell what I'm you afraid of. Probably where, not that where to go. They could probably tell you like resources, but I mean you know, <laughs> or you could also be smart and not get an alligator for a pet. <laughs> I mean, there's that option too, right?
3: Or a big snake.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, right. Look what's happening in the Everglades?
3: Yeah, know?
0: with all those yeah. pythons right, and right. all the boa constrictors and right. all—they're like crazy. Yeah. I know. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yes, I'm okay.
3: dealing dealing been dealing with wildlife for. You the could last use a month.
0: python to get rid of that rabbit in your garden.
3: Well, I caught him.
0: <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah,
3: I got a smaller trap and I caught him. He kept. Yeah. I don't know how he's getting out of the bigger trap because I'm. I swear, this little trap has the same size. Uh, you know. Okay. Uh,
0: Openings. Yeah. And then, yeah.
3: But got him. Took him down to the park. Uh, you know during Which this
0: technically is a disclaimer you're not supposed to do but okay well,
3: you're gonna kill a rabbit what are you gonna, i didn't say i'm just he, telling you the I,
0: legalities I, of the pennsylvania game commission although I, rabbits are not rabies vectors so i yeah, think there so might be I, different I, rules with no
2: rabbits. no you didn't really do that you took him for ice cream
3: and he jumped out of the car <laughs> right yeah, exactly yeah it's actually
0: bunny ice cream i actually
3: crashed a graduation party to do it oh <laughs> man uh but yeah this whole this whole time i was Driving me crazy. I I just put out my peppers and the first Thai dragon, gone. Wow. I was just like and you know, Cindy's like, My money's on the rabbit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you showed her, didn't you? I, actu- I, actually, I actually
3: did. I came walking by and I started knocking on the window, holding the rabbit up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There'll be another one by next week. Well, there's
3: probably a bunch in there now, but I, you know, yeah. I've got a trap now that works, and I've got it baited with cauliflower, and, yeah. and you know. Well, again, good. When
0: you catch the next rabbit, then you come to our house and catch the giant, massive groundhog that's getting in the chicken yard. Oh, uh,
3: you know. Yeah. I do have a big trap for that. Yeah. Uh, but. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's 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 a tough Actually, one.
0: Actually, right now he's not in the garden, so I don't mind him. He can be up there and that's fine in the back of the yard. I just don't want him to make his way down to the vegetable garden. That so Jessica
3: bad. had a gift for me this morning. I'm looking at a brand new copy of The Gardener's Guide to Compact Plants by Jessica Walliser.
0: Woo!
3: Hooray. It is a beautiful book.
0: And He's looking at it right
3: now.
2: Yeah, lots of pictures. My kind of book.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same here.
2: Numbers too. See
0: Jane Garden. <laughs>
2: Boy, yes, you should be proud of yeah, that. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. It's yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, getting a great reception from folks who, um, are you know, garden in urban areas. They don't have a lot of space, or they're downsizing, right, they had a big beautiful garden, and now they're living in a condo, and they just want to grow in some containers, or, um. You know, my big thing with these types of plants, these compact plants, is if you hate to prune, like I'm not a big fan of pruning myself, uh, then you buy one of these compact varieties, and you it never gets bigger than three or four feet, so you don't have to go out and prune it every year. Like right now is the time to prune your lilacs and viburnums and plants oh, that she have even finished got, flowering. She
3: even got a sweet gum in here.
0: I did. Isn't that <laughs> cool? It's it's a it's called slender, slender silhouette, and it's a sweet gum that is like only three four feet across and it's like a spire like yep. a really tall spire so it's perfect Column-like. for an urban backyard yep it's columnar so it's like, perfect just so i don't know be on the lookout for gardener's guide to compact plants you can get it anywhere you can get a book amazon or your independent bookstore barnes and noble or wherever um i don't have we, it up on yeah, my website when will yet. we be able
3: to get it from you so we can get so a signed copy? it is
0: officially released on tuesday so i'm hoping it to have up I have it up on my website by Tuesday, Um, but in the meantime, you know, you can get anywhere, and then if, you know, I'm speaking locally or whatever, just bring the copy that you buy elsewhere, and I will sign it for you. And you'll probably have them
3: with you when you're speaking locally. Oh, I definitely
0: will. In fact, the first place I'm going to have it here is, um, you know, the International Master Gardener Conference is in Valley Forge, Uh, not this Friday, but the following. And I will be there. Uh, I'm actually the closing talk for the whole thing, which is pretty exciting and fun. And so they will have some copies of it there. But that's all the way out on Valley Forge. But that'll be like the first place that I will be able to uh, to have copies of it for sale, which is, you know, a pretty darn exciting thing.
3: Uh, and so. so in your garden, you did do something that was compact, right?
0: I did. I actually planted my cucumbers yesterday out in the garden um, a little bit later than I usually do. But, you know, it's been so cold and rainy and icky here for the most part that I've held off on planting them because I didn't really feel like the soil was warm enough. So I put them in yesterday and one of the I planted a couple different varieties. But one of the varieties I planted is one that is featured in the book uh, and it's Space Saver. Uh, And it's a, a cucumber that doesn't grow long, rambly vines Instead, it's on a bush-type plant, so you can grow it in containers, you can grow it in just like a little tiny raised bed. Um, the plants themselves don't get any wider than like three feet, which for a cucumber that usually rambles 10, 12 feet, that's really compact, but it produces regular-sized cucumbers and actually really prolifically. I grew some last year too uh, in the these big containers and I love them, so I decided to do them again this year.
3: Well, I just saw my favorite Bush tomato in your book, Super Bush.
0: Yeah, I've been growing Super
3: Bush for a long time. That is a great, great variety. Uh, that was the first one I ever grew upside down when the upside down growing was a big deal. Mm-hmm. A guy lived out in Russellton, and he was telling me about his upside down tomatoes, and he used Super Bush, and he swore when he grew them upside down, he got them ten days earlier. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Interesting. They are probably yeah. stressed from being in a little yeah. tiny pot upside <laughs> from hanging down. hanging upside down. Yeah. All
3: the blood was going and, to their and,
0: That's right. <laughs> it, and, it, and what's cool is that that variety is actually a small-space variety that's been around for a while, and it's delicious and tasty. But the thing is, you have so many more options now, too. Just in the past couple of years, all these amazing compact tomato varieties have come out that are so productive and they're so tasty. And it just, I think it's a boon to people who don't have big in-ground gardens that you can still grow your own produce in just a really small space. All
2: right, tell them about your book again, please. Yeah, it's
0: uh, Gardener's Guide to Compact Plants, Edibles, and Ornamentals for Small Space Gardening. So not just tomatoes, but also ornamental plants, perennials, shrubs, trees, and all that good stuff too.
2: Borders, Amazon, and uh, folks, Tuesday is the day. Get it while it lasts. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Lots of folks wanting to talk to uh, Doug and Jess, and congratulations to Charlie from Apollo, winner of that $25 gift certificate from Sorgles in Wexford.
1: Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners are on KDKA Radio.
2: All right, let's get right to these busy phones. We'll go to Peter's Township, start off with Frank for Doug and Jess on The Organic Gardeners, KDKA Radio. Good morning, Frank. Good morning.
4: First of all, I would like to, as a man of science, I would like to compliment both of you on your scientific knowledge. It's very impressive, just your knowledge of plant biology and diseases and pests, and I
3: really appreciate that. Well, let me stop you there, because <laughs> Jessica's the one without the scientific knowledge. Mine's from the School of Hard But knots. you've
0: observed by ob- osmosis for me after 14 it years. It is true. Like, uh,
3: there's no doubt about it. You know? I've stole, I mean, I've, I've learned and, a lot from you.
0: And you re- I know you're very good at research, too. So anyway, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I must
4: think of you as one, one person, I guess. I don't know
0: that's a scary thought but yeah one
4: (laughs) one brain
0: the organic gardener yeah so basically the story
4: is this i've been a gardener forever and my garden has really done poorly the last couple years so i decided since i'm getting a new fence i i dug out all the soil i got a new load of half uh, mushroom compost and half topsoil and i'm starting my garden over again but my question is i think i may have maybe done something wrong with the way i covered my garden to try to suppress the weeds I was putting um, that black, silky weed barrier down, and then I was covering it with bark mulch. Um, is that bad? I know, I think, Doug, I think you used newspaper, but I, I didn't know, like, if there's dyes in, the, in the ink or if it's just organic dyes, and I just this, want to get your thoughts on the best way to do it.
0: Sure. Is this a vegetable garden, or are you talking about a flower yeah.
4: bed? I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, tomatoes, squash, okay. peppers, all those things, yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I tend to shy away from those um, geotextile fabrics around uh. vegetables, uh, because vegetables as a whole are, are very shallow-rooted, and a lot of times their their roots are closer to the surface than you think they are. And when mm-hmm. you have that black, uh, whether it's plastic or that fabric on top, it actually uh-huh. really absorbs the, the heat a lot, which is good early in the season, but yeah. later in the season it's not so hot. Um, mm-hmm. And covering it with bark mulch as well is also not a great practice for a vegetable garden because bark is in a really fresh uh, state that Mm -hmm. has not gone through much decomposition. And as it decomposes and breaks down, it actually takes nitrogen out of the soil for that process to happen. Eventually, when it breaks down a couple years later, it will return the nitrogen to the soil. But in the meantime, you have sort of a temporary nitrogen deficiency in the top few inches of soil, which is, Mm -hmm. again, in a vegetable garden, you got real shallow roots. And so Mm -hmm. it can lead to nitrogen issues. So I would suggest that you keep the geotextile fabric and keep the bark out of the vegetable garden, and instead you do the newspaper, 10 sheets thick, and then you can use straw, uh, grass, untreated grass clippings, shredded up leaves, leaf mold, compost, some type of organic matter on the top, um, Mm -hmm. on top of that newspaper. And by the end of the season, the newspaper is processed by the microbes and it goes on to add food to the soil.
3: And Frank, you had questions about the inks and that sort of thing. We can use yeah. newsprint. That's fine because it's soy based and water based inks, but we don't want to use those shiny inserts from the Sunday paper. So the newsprint okay. is fine. Yeah,
4: the newspaper's okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, Try to use lawn clippings or something like that on the newspaper just to cover it up.
0: Yeah, and really, you only really need with with especially with lawn clippings, really only one or two inches thick. You don't want to get too thick, or it kind of turns into a slimy grossness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what's great about that balance is the fresh lawn clippings are really high in nitrogen. And the mm-hmm. newspaper is really high in carbon, so you're kind of balancing the, them out by having both of those going on there together. So I think that would be mm-hmm. a great combination.
3: And let us know how your veggie garden does this year too. Give us okay. a call. Okay. Do you like
4: the fifty percent mushroom compost, fifty percent topsoil mix?
0: Um, you know, if you're if you're, do you remove sod? Is that what you did? You dug um, up no, the sod.
4: actually, you mean when I took out what was there already? Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. No,
4: I just. I dug like a foot of the, I dug a foot down because it's all clay underneath anyway and I just tried to get, you know, have it just be good topsoil and and mushroom compost which I purchased.
0: Okay. So a lot of times I tell people just not add topsoil to the, an in-ground garden like that. Instead, just add as much organic matter to the existing soil as you can. But that's kind of mm-hmm. water over the dam because you've already, you know, d- dug all of that out. Um, right. So you just want to make sure that every year from here on out, you add a couple of inches of organic matter. And that's Mushroom soil is fine every couple of years. You might want to alternate that with leaf compost or regular compost, and really get it, you know, added every year, and that's going to help build up the fertility and the and the tilth of your soil. Is
3: it water over the dam or under the bridge? Either. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Frank.
0: Depends uh, on your thank perspective. You. And Thanks a lot. Thank you. Where you are in the kayak, you're <laughs> over the bridge, or over the dam, I'm or ho- under ho- the bridge. I hope
3: I'm under the bridge. I don't uh, like you going don't want to go the over dam. the dam. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially at my
2: age, <laughs> let's say hi to uh Jim in the South Hills. Hey Jim, how you doing? Good morning,
5: good morning, guys. Got a question to ask you. I have a five and a half foot uh chain link fence, and uh, the deer aren't my problem, it's the rabbits. Okay, uh, what Ugh. they're doing is they're basically getting into my uh tomatoes. And just to let you know, uh, uh, Doug, that uh, this is my sixth generation of those seeds that oh. I picked from you, picked up from you. Oh, awesome, I clean them and. Take care of them everything but the problem is that uh, they're eating the smaller plants which i know i know they're not deer because there's no tracks uh my wife was listening to the show last week uh the concept of, is that you said you something about wax or something yeah the, the thing the thing that
3: i've been able to to use in there and again how you use this is is an interesting thing because it's called hot pepper wax and there's a couple different hot pepper waxes on on the the market. This hot pepper wax has a bright red pepper on it and it's made in Greenville, PA and when I, if I spray that on my immature pepper plants the rabbits won't touch it. This is what you know. And you can
0: use it on tomatoes too or anything. You could use anything. It, you could use it yeah. on
3: anything, but again, you know, when you like use it on lettuce or something you know, you got to rinse it off, but you don't get the hot pepper. Like you don't get it. the The rabbit gets the hot pepper for some reason. Okay, what
5: do you think about? What do you think about liquid fence? Someone said you use liquid fence.
0: I really don't like to use that in the personally. I don't like to use that in the vegetable garden. Um okay. I think it smells awful, and I think it kind of is a little distasteful, even after way after you apply it. Um okay. So it's it's one. I feel like you could probably. Even just fence off individual plants that, if you needed to. That,
3: that's another thing I've done. I've, I've, because I, had, you know, I had questions about the video, and somebody was like, "That's a wild garden. Do you have fences inside your fenced-in garden?" I that's said, what "Yeah, I have. I,
5: I, have to put fences inside my
3: fences. Same here. To keep the stupid rabbits out. Yeah, same, yep. because same I've been here. Because
5: i am using kayak pepper or cayenne pepper, and I've been using this um, Uncle Ians. Okay, I think that I pronounce it. And that's that. That's useless. None of that stuff's working.
0: Yeah, the hot pepper wax is nice because it is a sort of a—I don't want to say waxy formulation—but it sticks mm-hmm. to the leaves really good.
3: You get a couple of rains, though, you got to reapply. Right. I was going to ask you about yeah. the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: what do I do? What do I do with uh, I got, uh, uh, zucchini, uh, broccoli, and cucumbers? Should I spray them also, Definitely. or will the rabbits more likely leave that stuff alone?
3: No, oh, they're going to love. They're going to want that <laughs> the more broccoli, than anything. broccoli—they're
0: going to be whooping. That's what
3: I use to bait them for the trap. Yes, spray them.
2: All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk uh, to uh, Doug and Jess for about a half hour, and then it's the uh, Coons Cooking Hour coming up after the news at 8 o'clock. We're going to be talking mushroom recipes today. We've got Nancy and East Alexander, Brad, of course, calling as well from Pittsburgh. Stay where you're at. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. You can also reach Doug and Jess today via the Internet at Dollar Bank Instant Access. Go to kdkaradio.com.
1: Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green the organic gardeners over on KDKA Radio.
2: Alright, I spent some time out at Janoski's the other day. Just a great place. Lots of good things happening and uh, you may have a chance to get that $25 gift certificate if you get to the phone and you are the 10th caller right now at uh, 412-922-1020. 412-922-1020. Right now, all of our lines are on hold, so if you want to get a question to Doug and Jess, use that Dollar Bank Instant Access outlet by going to kdkradio.com. Click on the Dollar Bank Instant Access icon. Type Type in your question and hit send and i'll get it to doug and jess okay let's go to mary in peters township mary you're up next for doug and jess good morning
1: good
6: morning good morning mary hi i have a question about ornamental gla- uh, grasses and last year we cut ours off probably oh, uh, left about two feet high and now this year that's all brown the other is coming up but very slowly the new growth
0: how old are the plants
6: uh, about seven, eight years old.
0: And have they ever been divided? No. Okay. So I think you have a couple things going on. Um, number one, when you cut back an ornamental grass, it should be a little bit lower than two feet. You really want to go back down 10, 12 inches. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a little too late for this season, but next March when you cut them down, cut them back a little bit harder.
3: And I didn't even get to mine. Oh. I never cut them down. Oh. They just kind of sprouted up around them and looks fine.
0: Yeah. Well... I couldn't stand that. But that's the difference between you in the garden and me in the garden. Like, So I go out in March, cut it down, like 10 inches, 12 inches max, right? Um, Wait
3: a minute. Hold on. Hold thi- on. What? Hold on. You're cutting them down in March? Yeah. What about all the insects that are oh, living in there that are nesting? Yeah, they're
0: usually awake by the end of March. When the, when the day... Okay, so let me... When the days get into the 50s, it's okay to go ahead and cut them okay. down.
6: I'm, okay, I'm watching how's you. How's that? I'll
0: okay. clarify. I'm going to clarify I'm, it for I'm Doug. I'm watching you. Right. Uh, And the other thing is, if they've been in that same location undivided for five to seven years, it's probably time to get in there and divide them. What happens is they sort of get bare in the middle, like they develop like a hollow spot in the center, and then the outside kind of gets really sparse, and that's a sign that they need to be divided. Yeah,
3: just get your jackhammer, get in there, and divide them.
0: It's a very big job, is what he's saying. It's a very big job. You might want to hire a landscaper for it if you don't have like a burly man to come in
3: yeah burly man like, like me yeah there right. we go
0: <laughs> not that women can't dig their own ornamental grasses out to divide because they can't oh, but can, it is you a can big get job in
3: there you can get it like,
0: i know people that do dig it up and use a chainsaw to cut it in half
3: or you know big if you had a big old pickaxe that would work yep. i have this one tool uh that i just started using this season called root assassin it's a it's a shovel it's a cool shovel yeah and it's got serrated edges nothing will cut in, cut into anything that would be a good choice for that
2: All right, thank you for the call. Let's uh, go next to our next caller, who is Nancy in East Alexander. Hey, Nancy, how you doing?
6: Great. Uh, I have a question, and I enjoy your show. Thank you. We have about 160 acres, and we have all these wild roses growing along the fence line. We cannot use a chemical to kill them, and it's hard to keep up with them Um. and the ideas
3: Man, that sounds tough.
6: Yeah,
0: and those multiflora roses, I mean, the only saving grace is that the rose rosette disease, which is unfortunately also affecting our ornamental roses, but that is killing a lot of the multiflora roses, or at least stunting them and stunting their growth. So that's sort of the only blessing about rose rosette disease. But in this case, if you're doing it along a fence line, I would honestly recommend that you invest in a torch weeder. Um, What's that one called? Dragon... Yeah. Dragon flamer, or something yeah. like that. You can buy them online, and it's a little. um It's a. It's a it hooks up to your propane tank. Has a little dolly you pull behind you, and you literally fry the weeds on the fence line. What
3: could go wrong?
0: Nothing can go wrong as long as you do it like you know. I know in a rainy, no, not no on rain. a grandma. I sent you know, the. I, I caught the fence that. on fire. <laughs> Say that again, ma'am. I said, sounds like a
6: great idea, and I definitely will buy one. I didn't know of uh, such a thing. Yeah, it I is. Buy
0: one. They're really neat. They're really cool, and you can like you can um, adjust the nozzle on it so that it shoots into a really targeted space. So people even use them like in their flower beds. You have to be careful, obviously, because you don't want to singe any foliage that you would want. But uh, our, my friend Amanda lives in Chicago in a suburb, and she has one of them, and she uses it in the cracks in her patio. That's what I was going to say.
3: Perfect for cracks and Betty. It is
0: Yeah. And it's kind of also fun to just carefully play with fire and obviously keep a hose handy and all fire, that. But fire, fire, fire. It just sort of blasts their cell walls and melts them. It's pretty cool. Anyway.
6: Well, we have 160 acres, so they're just all over the place. So I appreciate that, and I will definitely buy one.
0: Well, you're welcome. Good luck.
6: Thank you.
2: All right, let's uh, go right back to our next caller, and this is Brad in Pittsburgh. Brad, welcome to KDK Radio with Doug and Jess. Good morning.
3: Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on?
4: So I'm looking for some kind of plant that will suck up a little bit of water, at least, to help me from it going into my house. Would ground cover be better, or like a plant, a tree, or a shrub?
0: So, is this um, is it right up against the foundation of your of your house, or?
4: Yeah, it, it's actually in a shady area. That's, I mean, I've I've made other I've made other attempts to to like with a French drain to help that. But I just wanted to know, is is there a plant that will suck up more water than something else? I
0: mean, there are plants that, that do uh, absorb a little more water. But, you know, the unfortunate part is when they're that close to the house, it's difficult because a lot of times, like plants like willow, which absorb a lot of, of water and are great for rain gardens, they also have big root systems that you wouldn't want to come into the foundation of your house and things like that. So, you can plant plants that thrive in wet soil, but it's not going to help keep your basement dry. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's I there's not really anything that I can recommend that you do. I mean, a ground cover would help break up the rain as it hits the ground and keep it from running off really quickly. Um, but it's not going to absorb the moisture to keep it out of your basement. I mean, that's just a whole big construction issue and gr- probably a grading issue too. I was just going to say
3: grading, yeah. yeah. And we get that question a lot where where people want to put a, a plant in there to suck up the water, but...
0: yeah. Grading I mean, makes, I mean, what a difference it makes to to always make sure that the soil is sloping away from your house. Even if that means bringing more soil in, you know, having a landscaper come in and raising up the soil around your house so that when it does rain, all the water goes away instead of running in. And towards. this is
3: not a gardening thing, but there's this stuff called HydroBlock um, that Andy, Anrime Rhyme from E V True Value sells and everybody that I've talked to. What is it? Uh, it's some kind of, you put it at the... Uh, it's only like a foot down, right at the house, and it really works to stop your. You know, if you have an older house and the grading isn't right, to instead of a French drain, uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Something so to sort look of into.
0: tunnels the water now, away, channels yes, the water yes, away yes, from yes, the house. Yes,
3: yes. And, oh, I might and,
0: be able to use some of that myself. Yeah, I'll have to talk to Andy.
3: Yeah, it, it's a big deal. Okay. You know, I've, I've uh, seen it What's it, it called all over. again? Hydro block.
0: Hydro block. Okay.
3: Good it's not know? really block. It's like kind of like one inch thick. Uh recycle plastic. Yeah. Okay.
0: And yeah. so you bury it or do you just put it around the outside at, okay. you bury it. All right
2: little border right around the house. Mm -hmm. All right, listen, Mm -hmm. tell them about your book, then we're going to go to break, and we're going to come right back and take your phone calls. Go ahead, Jess.
0: Okay, Gardener's Guide to Compact Plants, brand new. Uh, It releases on Tuesday, but you can pre-order it now from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your favorite bookseller. Uh, It's all about gardening in small spaces and the best plants for the job.
2: All right, short break. We'll come back, and congratulations to Mary from Beaver, winner of that $25 gift
1: certificate from Janoski's. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners, are on KDKA Radio. All
2: right, hey, uh, from pizza to meatloaf to soup, uh, mushrooms in your salad. We're going to be talking about mushroom recipes coming up on the Coons uh, Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Anything you'd like to add to the show? before?
3: Just we that Jessica will be tuning out on that episode because she does not like I mushrooms. I almost
0: made a gagging noise when you were talking. I will be
3: listening <laughs> because I love mushrooms.
0: I am not a mushroom eater at all
3: it's that time rob it, oh yeah it is isn't it time for mrs know-it-all she's a grower horticulturist and our garden goddess denise schreiber how are you this morning
6: i have to say i adore mushrooms oh dipped <laughs> in a little italian dressing raw oh my god mm. <laughs> oh. probably running out of the room thumbs down <laughs> thumbs down <laughs> uh, so the lady that called about the ornamental grasses um what I do is I cut mine down as low as I can because grasses are pretty tough characters. And then I rake up all the excess, uh, you know, dead pieces. And then I um, soak the ground around the grass and set it on fire. And that's actually the way that you're supposed to take care of grasses. Now, I understand that, you know, uh, your neighbors might be a little upset if you're starting fires. In or,
3: or the or the township.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that's okay. My neighbor's the fire chief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what we do actually is...
3: Tell so the fire chief to stop playing cards. <laughs> Denise is burning her grass.
6: No, he, he, there, there's a long story I'll tell you sometime about the fire chief, a good guy. Um <laughs> But what we do is we soak the ground around it and then we set it on fire and it it burns very hot, but very quickly. And I'm there
0: with the hose. But you cut, so are you burning down what you've trimmed off or are you burning down the actual stump of the plant? I'm burning down the stump of the plant. So you cut it off first and then set it on fire?
6: Yeah, because, you know, some of the grasses are so huge, you know, I probably would set Pittsburgh on fire. Yeah. Um.
0: That's why I I asked you, because I want you to be clear about that. You're not setting it on fire while it's still up. Correct. Right. Next time
3: you do one of those live videos, do it on burning the grass. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah,
6: Yeah, but we actually, because that Miscanthus floridus that I gave you. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge, and I need to actually uh, remove it. It's creeping into my neighbor's lawn, and so that's what we did is we just whacked it down, as far as we could. And when they get that big, you know, it's harder to cut them. Um, There's also a blade, like a saw blade, that you can put on some um, weed whackers. And that's easier than, you know, using hedge trimmers and pruners and, you know, even your regular weed whacker. This takes it down very quickly. It's Mm. just a saw blade, but you have to get one that fits your weed whacker because some of them are different. So you'd have to check at a hardware store as opposed to a big box store because they know what they're doing, and you know we know what happens to big boxes sometimes.
3: Are you growing anything weird or different this year? I'm doing pumpkin on a stick.
0: Oh, those are so much fun. Tell everybody what they are.
3: Yeah, tell Uh, me what it is. They're
0: actually an eggplant. And
6: but they're an ornamental eggplant, and when you uh, when the fruits come up, it's, they actually look like miniature pumpkins on a stick, and you can use them in floral arrangements. I'm growing them for my grandson, um, but they turn orange, and the only thing problem I'm having right now are the slugs eating them. <laughs>
0: They are such cool plants. We used to get them all the time at the flower shop uh, in the fall, and we'd use them, like, in floral arrangements, and you'd never guess that they were an eggplant because they looked like a little miniature Cinderella orange pumpkin. Denise, so do, you, cool.
3: do you have everything planted, or do you still have stuff that needs to get in the ground? Finally. Oh, good um, for you.
6: Two days, two days ago, I finally got everything in. Um, I, got, uh, I had to get another bale of straw, and so everything's mulched, everything's, wa- I actually had the water, I couldn't believe it left. Um, so everything's in, and that's good because I'm actually heading to Philadelphia this morning because I'm speaking out there um, tomorrow night, and I'm staying with our friend Stephanie Cohen. Oh, awesome. you are going to have
0: so much fun. Tell Stephanie I said hi, or we said hi, actually. That would be great fun. All so right. lots going on in the garden still. Yes, we have another call?
2: Yes, we do. Excellent. Brad in Clarion. Hi, Brad. Good morning,
4: everybody.
3: Hey, Brad. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. I'm wondering about these Arcadias. Are they going to pester my garden? Are they going to eat off of it or anything? Do I need some, some kind of a deterrent for them?
0: Yeah, so you're talking about the cicadas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's interesting because we're really with these cicadas, we're having pockets that are really bad with the cicadas. Not bad, but there's a lot of cicadas.
3: And I have not heard one. And then one. like
0: Doug hasn't heard any, and you're not that far from where I live. I know. I, I mean, you know. we have thousands, thousands we got of millions them. millions of them up yep. here. Yep. So here's the deal to, to know about them, Brad, that's really important, is that they don't have a mouth part, so they're not going to eat your plants. That's not what they do. They are only in their adult stage for a very short period of time, and they're only in the adult stage to breed. That's their main task, right? So they're not going to eat your plants. They're not going to hurt you. They don't have a stinger or anything like that, though they're pretty big, and they creep people out, but We don't have to worry about them eating us. But what they do do is the females will lay their eggs in young branch tips. So if you have young trees and you're worried about them, cover them with some floating row cover uh, to really protect them because it's the egg laying that can be damaging on young trees. Bigger trees, don't worry about it.
3: Well, you said that they're so loud at your place.
0: Oh my gosh. It's like, it's super, super loud. And there would just watch them flying around and... All that kind of crazy stuff.
3: Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place
0: to garden. And a safer place to live.
2: And good luck with the new book. Thank you. All right. And uh, you too, Doug, go out and be safe and catch a
3: few today. I'll try.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.